0: Welcome everyone, bienvenidos. I know it's been a minute, but we are back with Authentico Podcast, mainly because we realize that now more than ever, it's so important to continue to shine a light into our Hispanic excellence and our Hispanic community, specifically here in our region. And to talk about uh, so many of the things that are positive, but also the challenging in our community. So our goal will be to continue to bring you guests that we can have to share their thoughts and insight and discuss topics with us um, to provide a different point of view. And then also we'd love to have you chime in. That being said, I also want to take this opportunity to introduce to you my new co-host Alejandro Santiago. Alejandro, as I'm sure many of you already know, but it's just amazing. He's an attorney by trade and working for the economic development in our region. Specifically, he supports small businesses and advocates for our community. Alejandro, thank you so much for saying yes and <laughs> bienvenido. How are you today?
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for for having me and I'm doing really great. I am um, super excited first because fall is upon us and i i love fall is my favorite season so i am just doing really great really great and um well i just want to say thank you gabriela for the opportunity and also thank you to junior lara a big shout out to him uh he's the one that helped uh, start Authentica podcast and he's one of the reasons why um this uh this venue is what it is so thank you junior for letting me step into your creation. And as Gabriela mentioned, we have a vision for this venue to be one where we can discuss any number of topics uh, while highlighting Hispanic excellence in our region, but then also um, uh, nationwide. So today's topic is gonna be very timely as we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, And and the topic really is, uh, um, which Hispanic identity do we have How do we see ourselves? And and so in today's episodes, Guerrilla and I will be talking about our own journeys in our identities. And um, we will have also uh, guests that will be coming and talking about this uh, topic as well. So, um, you know, we want you to engage with us. So please leave a question, leave a comment, send us a Facebook message um, tell us of any topic that you want us to cover, that you want us to highlight. If you're looking to also be a guest in, 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 in the podcast, please let us know because we also want to highlight you. We also want you to, to add your voice into this platform. So please reach out to us, uh, you know, just send us a quick fa- Facebook message and we'll be in touch with you. And so, um, so, uh, Gabriela, as we, as we mentioned, this is going to be, uh, our first episode. We wanted to start, we decided that it was going to be great to to first things first, how do we see ourselves in this country? How do we see ourselves um, as Hispanics, as Latinos, as Latinx, as Latine in the US and how how we are in that journey, how we got to where we are right now and what we see for our future. So. Um, So if you would like to start us off with that, um, how are you in terms with your identity um, as Hispanic, as Latina in in the U.S.?
0: Oh, my gosh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, But I'm excited to be talking about it because I think that for me specifically, um, I think it's important to have those conversations where you're really being your authentic self. Right. Hence the name of the podcast. Um, Because a lot of times we may have that internal conversation, but we don't get to express it. We don't get to share it and maybe even be challenged on it, right? Because just because we think something doesn't mean it's correct or it's right or it is what it is. But it's very important to still respect the way that we feel, but understanding how we got to that position. So um, I would say that my journey has been... um, has been interesting even for myself as I look back because we grew up in, obviously, I was born in Mexico, but we lived in California most of my um, elementary years. And so, growing up in yeah. California, I didn't necessarily see myself as different because, you know, in the Bay Area where we lived, um, everybody almost spoke Spanish. So, yeah. it wasn't until we moved to Missouri where I realized, oh, you know, something, what is the Sesame Street thing about something is not like the others? <laughs> that something was me, right? It wasn't just that I spoke a different language. It wasn't just that I liked different foods, but I thought differently. I had different experiences. And so um, it was probably when we moved to um, Missouri, when I first started to even identify as something other than just Gabriella. Um, because all of a sudden, Hispanic was being thrown at me all the time. I don't know, I don't remember if I had heard about it before, but here in Missouri, that's kind of you know th- the label that I received, and I went with it. Mm-hmm. And it's really been through um having you know, younger friends like you and my kids and whatnot to talk and to kind of school me about, you know, some of the colonization be- behind Hispanic. About how that was even just an invented term, um, and so then there was an, a time when we we thought of ourselves our, as Chicanos or Latinos, and now you know Latinx and A are coming. So I definitely feel that our identity changes and can change, and it should change um, depending on where we are in our lives. Uh, we actually had a a survey at work the other day where it gave you like a list of identities and it said, which one are you? And I'm like, how (laughs) about change it to how do you identify, right? Because you can identify as more than one. And so um, I also feel like that's just a more respectful question of how do you identify versus the labels um, that you've been given Um, But I mean, even just, you know, the research, especially around Hispanic Heritage Month, I have all this data in my head about when the term Hispanic first appeared and then how Latino came into existence. So I don't want to talk about all the the data points in that regard. But as far as my identity, like I said, I feel like it's been fluid and it's changed. Um, The other thing I always tell people also is that the reality is that many Spanish speakers, regardless of how long we've been here identify more as their country of origin rather than, you know, another term, mm-hmm. uh, but so let me ask you the same, because I feel like I could talk on and on forever. How do you identify and what's your journey been?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's precisely that, it's been a journey. And I think, as you mentioned, it is very different for everybody because we are a, um, a group of people that are very diverse that are very um, different in the countries that we're coming from, in the cultures that we have, in the languages that we have. And um, in so many ways, we are very different. And um, yet we're being tried to be put in this one box where everybody should fit in. So, you know, that's a challenge. And so um, being an immigrant, it is really, um, it's it's interesting how this journey came to be because um, I was born in Mexico in Oaxaca. And um, you know, growing up, you don't see yourself. Well at least I didn't see myself and, and I can I can tell that most of my friends and family also we didn't have these conversations of how do we identify ourselves. It was always like you're you're oaxaqueño or tu eres oaxaqueño or tu eres este mexicano. And and that's the extent of that, because you know, that's that is not necessarily a topic of conversation. That's something that you just don't to just don't address like we address it here in the US. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has been a challenge because moving to the US, I started hearing um, this these uh, words like Hispanic, like Latino, Chicano este, este, eh, pochito pochita, pocho um, you know things like that and um, and hearing those, I will always wonder like, hmm, am I one of those? Because I am I am Mexican, so am I Hispanic, am I Latino? So, really, after moving to the U.S., was when I started taking a look, a hard look at those terms and in re- learning more about that, learning more about the origin of the word, what that word meant, who were uh, um were those words contemplating me, uh, uh, a Mexican uh, born, or were they contemplating somebody else? So you know, it took a minute for me to like. To like actually think of that as myself, and so um, um, it just later became that I am Hispanic, I am Latino, I am Latinx. So um, so it it just really depends on how you really are navigating your identity, and it is okay if you don't like one. It is okay if you don't like the other, because it's it's how it's an identity, and it's also important to say that um uh you know um uh whoever identifies themselves so if you identify yourself as this i am not in the position to tell you no you're not this Mm -hmm. because it is it is your own journey as to how you see yourself and how you um you know how you want to be identified as so um you know it's 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 a very personal journey to to navigate but i think it's a really great one because once you you understand who you are, who you um, um, embrace yourself as. That really gives you a lot of power because then you are assured of who you are. You are, um, you know, um, you just you just know yourself. And in knowing yourself, it gives you a lot of a lot of power um, in in who you are. So I think that is a, a really great thing to do. And I and that's why we're trying to have these conversations, because I noticed, and I know from my personal experience that these are not necessarily conversations that I had with my family members, with my mom, with my dad. It was just something that I just thought is like, meti, and I was like, "Oh, wow! Like this is this is something." And so I think this is um, this is a conversation that we need to have to really our community to start seeing ourselves as a powerful community as a community that has so much to offer to this country and that is already offering so much to this country. So, um, you know, I think that this is a, um, a great opportunity for us to connect with who we are and to embrace who we are.
0: Definitely. And I also think that these are conversations that we should, I hope that we will, have more than just during Hispanic Heritage Month. But I'd rather have them and this be a reminder for us to have these tough conversations because like you said, this is not a topic that you normally discuss every day, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It may come up and I know for me um, it comes up and if you haven't really thought about how do I feel about this, then you're really uncomfortable and you lose your power when you start to have a conversation with with people outside of our community and even within the community. And so I always want to make sure that not that I'm perfect in the way that I express myself, but that at least I know first how I feel before I can start talking about a subject. And Mm -hmm. um, this conversation and so many more that I'm hoping that we have will allow us and hopefully our audience also, right? We want to hear from you. We want to know, I mean, is this something that you've already discussed, especially people that maybe have kids? Have you talked with them about it? Or if you haven't, Um, Is this something that you first encounter in college or as a young adult, you know, kind of getting into the into the workforce? Where did you finally realize, oh, my gosh, I'm Hispanic or I'm Latino or I'm Latinx?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, as we you know, this is an evolving topic that we're having. That's why in our conversations and, you know, grabbing from the theme of the name of the podcast, Authentico, we were discussing, do we want to make it fully in English? Do you want to make it fully in Spanish? Do you want to make it bilingual? So it really is a, a, a process of how are we navigating ourselves and what do we want to put out there for our community to also feel empowered. And so we landed that we are going to be doing some type of hybrid, un poquito de español aquí, un poquito de ingles allá, porque that's la, es la realidad de quienes somos, you know? We are bilingual individuals in the United States uh, at some points I didn't speak as much English as I speak now but you learn and some others you know um, don't speak as much Spanish um, uh, because the majority of the of the Hispanic population in the United States is native born so you know if you're native born you have tienes más posibilidades de que aprendas el el inglés desde la escuela desde tus amigos so this is just a very um uh, interesting topic that we're navigating, but we're really happy to have this conversation. And so as we're talking about this and as we are um um you know sharing our stories, Gabriela, what do you think has been a lesson learned or a challenge in your journey of discovering quien eres este como hispana y como Latina?
0: You know what that's uh that's a loaded question too, but I feel that the biggest challenge has really just been internally believing in who I was regardless of who I felt I was. Right. So some of that goes back to first knowing who I am. Um, But I think that, I mean, to wrap it up a little bit nicer, my biggest challenge and my learning lesson has been just believing yourself, right. Regardless of who you are or how people see you know your true self And in order for me to do that, what has really been helpful is to surround myself with people that can support me, obviously, but also people that can challenge me and say, "Yeah, I I I hear you, but you might be off on that one, right?" Or or did you think about this stuff? Because it's always great to have people around you, especially like your family, who you you know you can't do any wrong and you're always in the right, um, and they're always proud of you. But then you also want to surround yourself with people that. They will push you a little bit that you can,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, bounce ideas off of and stuff. And I, and so I think for me that's been a sense of power, especially since having moved to St. Louis. Porque um, yo no quería venir para nada a I had lived here growing up in high school, and um, you know we we got that statement about this is America speak English a lot back then. Mm -hmm. And so those memories of, you know, really being isolated, we lived in Troy, Missouri for a long time. And then just the constant feedback that for somehow we were different, right? We were not like the rest. Um, So I was really hesitant about coming back to Missouri, but it has been amazing because I feel um, the people that are in my life are, um, are honestly excited about supporting the Hispanic, and the Spanish-speaking community. And I'm a part of that. And so I feel like they value what I bring to the table. And mm-hmm. um, and I've been able to contribute, right? I mean, that's the other part. I feel like we all kind of just want to belong somewhere. I feel like I belong here in St. Louis. Um, I belong to the Hispanic community here in St. Louis. And, and let me just point out, there are a lot of different Hispanic communities in St. Louis, right? There's not one that's all the same and that everybody is a part of. There can and should be a lot of different ones. But in general, I feel very proud to be a part of the Hispanic community in the metro region. Um, The people are amazing. The leadership and support has been great. I mean, we still have work to do. We still have um, a lot to advocate for at the state level and for our small businesses. But I do think that in the last five years, we've made a lot of progress. And so that happens when people work together. And I I hope that, you know, these conversations will continue to bring people together um, because it empowers us. I mean, you talked about power earlier, and I think that that's a big piece of our identity is being empowered enough to say, I'm, you know, Gabriela Ramirez Arellano, immigrant from Mexico. I mean, that's part of my bio now. I would have maybe not added that a couple of years ago. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's really important. And I think I talked a little bit about Hispanic Heritage Month and how, you know, how what it means to me a little bit. What about for you?
1: Well, I think mencionaste algo muy importante al final, ¿no? Lo que dijiste sobre, sobre este, uh, que ahora tú agregas a tu biografía que eres una inmigrante hispana. Y eso nunca antes lo hubieras puesto, ¿no? Entonces es algo que, que refleja cómo haces este, Eh, navegado tu identidad y algo que que yo me he dado cuenta y de y uh, in este in light of of hispanic heritage month este um, algo, algo que me he dado cuenta es el el, el poder que te da a ti mismo conocer quién eres
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that that's really that's really important and that's something that i embrace all the time so when I came to the United States, my reaction was just like, you know, I want to blend. I want to become one of, of 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 them. And so I was like, I need to perfect my accent. I need to learn how to speak well. I want to learn all the lingo. I want to learn everything like um, pop culture related because I don't want to miss out on, you know, conversations here and there. I was like, I do want to belong. I do want to belong. So um, that was a lot of um, pressure that I put myself unnecessarily because later I learned and I, I just, I told myself, you know what, the way you are is who you should be. Como eres, tienes que ser and y, y, y como yo sea, va a haber gente que me va a aceptar y que me, y que me va a bienvenir en su círculo. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to just be myself. If, if I like, uh, if I want to speak in Spanish at the restaurant, if I want to, you know, usar la ropa que, que, este, que se usa en Oaxaca, I'm going to. Si quiero poner este, decoraciones en mi casa sobre este de Oaxaca, pues I'm going to do it. Like, this is who I am. I'm going to embrace my culture. I'm going to embrace who I am because I think it is important. It adds value to this, to, to our country which is the United States, I think we try to um, to to, to kind of like put those two uh, away from each other. And so I think it's important to realize that we love this country, but we also love uh, our heritage and those two can be together. You can be proud of where you live. You can be proud of, of what the United States has given us and all the opportunities, but then also be so proud of who you are, the language that you speak. The, um, uh, uh, um, de las tradiciones que tienes la comida que te gusta la, la música que te gusta este y, y traer todo eso y juntarlo y hacer una cosa muy bonita como es la comunidad que tenemos aquí en San Luis y muchas otras comunidades a lo largo de Estados Unidos este de traer nuestra cultura ¿no? y, y este no traer porque siempre estuvo aquí pero amplificar nuestra cultura y este y amplificar todas las cosas bonitas que nosotros representamos aquí en Estados Unidos. Entonces, para para bringing it back, creo que una de las cosas más importantes que he este, aprendido durante mi trayectoria en learning who I am es reconocer que who I am is perfect. Who I am and who I represent is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it is, should be embraced, and that I'm gonna be embracing it. And so, como tu dices, no, I don't really hide the fact that I am an immigrant. I don't hide the fact that I I am bilingual, that I speak Spanish, that I uh, you know uh, I immigrated a few years ago, and that's totally fine. That's totally totally fine, and that's something that I really really adore, and that I just um, you know wear as a badge of like a little a pride. I'm an immigrant. I love, I love, I love that I am an immigrant, and I love that, I love that, I love that fact. So, I think that's really beautiful. But then also, to 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 put us in in um, in aware is that the majority of the Hispanic population in the United States are native born. So, the, the, I'm I'm kind of like the minority in the in the in the Hispanic community because I am an immigrant, but the majority are native born. Aquí nacieron. Entonces, eso es also something que hay que reconocer y decir este este cómo estamos hablando con las generaciones que vienen, ¿no? Sobre nuestra herencia, sobre las familias de los que ellos vienen, sobre la cultura que ellos vienen traen, sobre el lenguaje, continuar el lenguaje en nuestras familias, continuar las tradiciones, continuar este muchas cosas de las que este de las que hay que ser este pues estar orgullosos, ¿no? De nuestros de nuestra herencia que traemos de otros países. Um, I don't know, that's something that I
0: learned. Y no? To celebrate it, right? So we uplifted, but we also celebrated in the things that we do. Mm-hmm. And so, una pregunta para ti, have, being a newer immigrant, right? I mean, I've been here, you know, ages, since the Ice Age, <laughs> um, but you're a newer immigrant, not just to St. Louis, but to the U.S. What are some lessons learned or recommendations that you have for people that maybe are in the process of connecting and acknowledging their identity with their new place in the U.S.?
1: Oh my gosh, good question. And so I would say, um, you know, it's a process. Being in a new country takes a, a different, it, it takes a lot of you. You have so many thoughts in your brain of like who, you, how you want your life to be in this new country. What do you want to do for yourself? What do you, you want to do for your family? So there's so much going on for an immigrant um, uh, arriving to a new country, um, and so um, one of those is, you know, uh, sometimes we don't leave our countries because we want to. It's because the the um, sometimes it is because it's hard to 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 continue living in in the places where we were born. So I would say, you know, uh, um, uh, work work hard every time, but then also, um, you know, take time for yourself to, to to be like, okay, what is my place here in the U.S. and what I want to what I want to do for myself. And so it takes time, it takes um um uh, you know uh, 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 it's a process that you have to to go through, but it's a beautiful process because it's gonna allow you to, to, to understand who you are to to really become um, who, who you want to be in, in in this country. So I would say, one step at a time. It's 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 a nice process to really um, uh, learn who you are in in the U.S. And so um, um, I would also say that uh, to to become engaged in your community, I think it's really important that once you st- you become part that you arrive here that you, um, I would say, it's kind of like your duty in a way to become involved in in your community because you are now part of this country. You now belong here. What you do and who you are, it's going to reflect and it's going to create an impact in our communities. So I would say become involved in the electoral process. Uh, We are about 20% of the population in the United States, 20%. Of the complete population of the United States is Hispanic, 20%. That's so much, mm-hmm. and only one percent of elected officials are Hispanic. So you have the one percent of the las personas que nos representan in the Congress or in the Senate. Todos juntos, esos juntos hacen un one percent. So it's very little. It's very very little because we really don't have. We are underrepresented. We are very underrepresented en los lugares en los que se toman decisiones muy importantes. Entonces, si no hay una persona hispana o una persona que conoce sobre la cultura, que conoce sobre nuestras necesidades, nuestras necesidades o challenges no van a ser revisados, no se van a componer porque pues no tenemos representación. Entonces es importante que un inmigrante o una persona que nace aquí o una persona que, que es este hispana este este consciente ¿no? de que hay que hay que activarnos. Hay que decir, "Oye, estoy en este país, pues necesito que las carreteras estén mejor porque para ir para mi escuela o a la escuela de mis hijos hay muchos baches." ¿Y quién puede cambiar eso? Pues las personas que nos representan, ¿no? Hacer escuchar nuestras voces, hacer que nosotros este este digamos, "Oye, no hay cosas en español." Este, en la ciudad, por ejemplo, este eh, eh, cuando lo del COVID ¿Sabes? Salieron las órdenes de estar en casa, salieron tantas cosas y todo estaba en inglés. Entonces, a este, alzar la voz y decir, oye, también lo queremos en español, también lo queremos en, este, en otros idiomas. Porque digo, somos este, varias comunidades ¿no? Este, en, en, en los Estados Unidos que, que hablan bastantes idiomas, no nada más inglés. Hay varias otras comunidades que necesitan este, este acceso a recursos. Entonces, participar 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 ser parte de la comunidad alzar nuestras voces siento que es una va a ser una parte muy importante de este de cómo un migrante o una persona hispana que haya nacido en Estados Unidos va a poder este hacer hacer cambios positivos en nuestras comunidades
0: oh my gosh eso me lleva a una a una historia que me encantaría platicarles que creo que unas personas ya la han escuchado pero um, Hablando de las necesidades de la comunidad. So, cuando yo me divorcié, I went to the, en la oficina donde vas a pedir ayuda, no? Que te dan estampillas, que te dan comida, que te dan efectivo, pero parte de eso, tienes que buscar un trabajo. Mm -hmm. Como nunca había trabajado, cuando llené la aplicación, le dije a a la señora que me estaba ayudando, like, the only thing I know how to do is to speak Spanish and be a professional Girl Scout volunteer. Eso, según yo, eran mis únicas habilidades, aunque tenía una maestría. Entonces mm-hmm. digo, I say all that because cuando pasó lo de la pandemia y Lourdes y yo empezamos a ver la necesidad en la comunidad, algo que a nosotros se nos hace tan simple como el idioma que hablamos a diario, nos ayudó no solo a nosotros a ser mejores contribuidores a la comunidad pero también nos ayudó a alzar la voz de esas necesidades, ¿no? Entonces, ahora la ciudad de San Luis cambió algunas cosas. El condado de San Luis cambió también. St. Charles también está tratando de hacer mejor. Obvio, todavía hay mucho trabajo porque había mucha necesidad, pero están mejorando las cosas. Uh-huh. Y algo tan simple como el idioma que no pensamos dos veces en, empe- en decir una palabra O en escribir algo en otro idioma so so I, I just wanted to mention that because I think that sometimes we don't value, you know going back to valuing and the power that we have we don't value that our culture and our language are such a huge contribution not only for us and our family but for the communities that we live in and for the region in order to make it grow. Si empezamos a ver los números um, de los negocios hispanos, de cuántos somos, de qué número de poder tenemos económico. I mean, esos números, maybe we could talk about that the next time, right? Esos números realmente te empiezan a ayudar y a ver que todos los que estamos aquí en Estados Unidos, ya sea que nacimos aquí o que emigramos a, a Estados Unidos, tenemos un poder económico muy grande. Y estamos contribuyendo mucho a nuestras comunidades y a la sociedad en general. But I'm getting out topic.
1: <risa> es que, ¿sabes qué? O sea, este, hablar sobre los hispanos en Estados Unidos es so many things. So many things. It's about um, um, political power. It's about economics. It's about food. It's about dance. It's about um, um, the arts, music. Por ejemplo, Bad Bunny fue el artista con mass streams on Spotify last year. it was the number one. O sea, Latin American music in the US was so popular that it was the most streamed artist last year.
0: And now, and that's why his tickets were so expensive. I couldn't <laughs> even get one.
1: <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So, you know, it, that's why um, uh, we wanted to create this this um, uh, uh, chat y, y conversar sobre temas que son relevantes con nuestra comunidad y, y conversar y platicar y, y aprender y conocer de otros, porque como tú mencionaste en un inicio, ¿no? La, la cultura y la, la comunidad de hispana es muy diferente, muy, muy diferente, incluso en, dentro del español. Hay los colombianos, los españoles, los argentinos hablan totalmente diferente que como habla el mexicano. Entonces una palabra significa otra cosa en, 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 otro, en otro país, y es español, pero el español es muy diferente, entonces somos muy muy diferentes. Este, este tenemos mucha este cultura, tenemos este baile, comida, muchas cosas que son muy bonitas y que y que queremos este este poner un poquito de luz este con este con este programa. Entonces, si alguno de ustedes tiene una, una pregunta o quiere que platiquemos sobre algún tema en específico, please let us know. You can send a, a Facebook message and then we will um, um, uh, you know, Talk about it. Talk about it. Or if you want to come over with us and and have a chat, we can also do that. I mean, we're open for your ideas. We want this to be a um, a, a space for our community, for the community. And so, you know, just let us know. Let us know.
0: Yeah. No. We definitely want to hear from you. Queremos saber de ustedes. Even if you disagree with us, right? Like that's your experience and it's very valid. Um, Alejandro and I happen to align on a couple of things because we're both immigrants from Mexico. So right away, there's a lot of similarities. Um, But if you're from a a different country or if you are native born and your experience is different, we'd love to hear about that. Um, Like I said, like we said from the very beginning, these are opportunities to start conversations. These are not the end all be alls. Um, and we want to make sure that people understand and that we're empowered, right? Like take our lessons learned and some of the data that we have to do better, um, feeling comfortable at work or feeling comfortable buying a house or knowing that you have a right to speak your language, wherever you are and do your stuff. I mean, look also, even at everything that's happening here in St. Louis, the Hispanic, um, I'm sorry, the History Museum has their Dia de los Muertos event. They've had conversations earlier this month about Hispanic heritage. So there are some entities in the, in the region that are starting to see us, that are starting to, to really um, value what we bring to the table, and they understand that we have values so that more of our leaders and um, professionals and just essential workers are being recognized for their work um, and for the contributions to the region. I mean, don't get me wrong, we still have a lot of work to do.
1: Yeah. But
0: we have, I feel we have really done a great job especially in light of the pandemic in the last year to continue to help the people that need especially the information in Spanish, but just supporting each other as a culture I think is really important. And I know we're going long and long. So let me ask you this, Alejandro. What is your hope for the community in our region, for the Hispanic community in our region? Or is there a challenge that you wanna, to give us about things we could do?
1: Well, the challenge, again, I think it's really important. and I'm really passionate about this topic, which is uh, our representation in elected office. I wanna challenge everybody who is an eligible voter to register to vote and to um, and to and to really connect with our offices that we have connect with um, with um, if you're in the city if you're in the county if you're in whoever whatever you are donde tu vivas con quién va a tener más impacto va a ser las localidades entonces si tu vives en ciudad o en el county pay attention as to who is the the person who is in charge of of, of everything around you, where you live. La, la escuela, las calles, este recursos, eh, etc. ¿no? Entonces, ponerte en contacto con ellos, aprender sobre cuáles son las, las metas que ellos tienen. Y si tú ves que no hay nada que tú digas, hoy esto a mí no me beneficia, o no está este, addressing this special need that I have for my community, and make your, make your voice heard. You know, I think that we have so much power. Um, I I think I read a number that there are 125,000 eligible voters in the metro region that are Hispanic. So I think we have so much power that we can shape who we elect as our elected officials. We have so, so much power. So I think that's a hope that I have for the community here to really acknowledge the power that we have, the power in numbers that we possess and that we use that to really um, improve our community and to improve um, uh, the places that we live in.
0: Wow, that's that's a big ask. Just because I think in the past we have kind of stayed away from from voting and stuff, but I do think that that's very important, right? We saw that the repercussions of not voting, of not registering to vote, of not being active in civil in civil service. With the census and with the elections in the last couple of, of of times, so I love that, and it's such an easy ask, I think, Alejandro, that if you can vote, that you registered to vote, and that you re- if you're registered to vote, that you exercise your 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 right to do that. Because mm-hmm. how often do we complain about you know something?
1: Many things, yes. <laughs> See,
0: right. And not accept the responsibility that we have to change it. As simple as language access, which is a very difficult topic. But guess what? Lourdes and I were like, we don't care. We're going to translate this order, we'll put it on Facebook. If somebody sees it and it helps, great. If nobody sees it, it doesn't hurt anyone. So okay. um, I, I do think it's really important. I mean, Your talent, if you're not, maybe you don't think you're made to be an elected official, that's great. It's not for everybody to be an an elected official, but what are the talents you do have that can contribute for us to continue to advocate and elevate the voices of the needs um, of all of our communities? Because again, we've been arguing or asking for language access in Spanish, recognizing that every other community that's here that doesn't speak Spanish also needs that support, right? With language, with access to healthcare. Um, But again, this conversation is taking us on a million tangents. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and start wrapping up because as you can tell, this topic of identity is not only different for everyone and one that continues to develop as we experience life but also it can lead us into a lot of very interesting and worthwhile conversations. And so that's why we're also excited about being able to have you come on as a guest in our upcoming episodes to share your stories, um, maybe your hope hopes um, for the community um, and how we can help you, right? Because at the end of the day, and it's something I know I've shared with Alejandro a lot of times, it doesn't make a difference if only I grow I have to grow and then reach back and help Alejandro grow. And then I told him it's his job now to help other people grow because we really? all have a talent.
1: We all have a talent. That's true. Yeah. And so that's why we want to highlight all of those. So um, as Gabriela said, we this topic can, can take us, and it's taking us to a lot of tangents. So that's why we wanted to create this platform to really uh, have a have a way that we can share all of those all of those and very different opinions um, here. So we're excited that this was our first topic, that this was the um, the first episode after uh, a, a long time of hiatus. Pero aquí estamos de regreso, and so we'll be back. Please um, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram. Um, we will be sharing, uh, you know, information and we'll be having more conversations like that. And I would say if you're doing the dishes, estás limpiando la casa o estás manejando tu trabajo o yendo a lugares, you just play the video, you listen to, uh, you know, uh, us talking about many different topics. Y también si tú quieres participar, like Gabriela said, just let us know and we can have you here talking about the many different topics that we can talk about. Uh, because that's important to, you know, to share everything. So thank you so much for being here today. Gabriela, anything else that you want to add?
0: No, I'm just excited to be back. I needed this. I needed to come back to these conversations and um, I'm happy to do so. And really excited also and looking forward to having our guests come on, right. And, and share their thoughts. And and I have some ideas too that I've shared with Alejandro and just haven't had a lot of time to put them into effect, but we're trying to also figure out a way that maybe if you don't want to come on camera with us how can you leave us a message with your your thoughts and your experiences that maybe we could play back on the on the podcast
1: mhm yeah so fernanda asked the question cada cada cuando estarán en vivo
0: hmm good question fernanda
1: <laughs> well it's um it's it's good question we don't have an answer yet um but we we want to make it so that, um, you know, every now and then we have an episode, but at least once a month.
0: Yeah, right now we're taking it easy. Both of us are kind of doing other things, but um, the goal Fernanda will be to have one day, whether it's once a week or once a month that we go live and then also release episodes, um, maybe just on our podcast channels throughout the month. Yeah. So you, we're we, just getting started. If we're, we're looking for a coordinator or someone that can get yeah. us organized, if anybody's interested,
1: I was gonna say Fernanda's gonna be uh, coming over. Her story is amazing as well. Fernanda's story—it's uh, really great. So I think that that's we made this with, uh this space for people like Fernanda, so that uh, she can share her experience as um, as an immigrant to the United States. So and she's doing very fantastic things. So you know. Ha- worth highlighting those stories. But anyway, again, thank you so much for tuning in today. We're having so much fun. We don't want to get off, but it's been 43 minutes. So at some point we gotta get off. Um but yeah.
0: Thank you everybody. Well we look forward to hearing from you. See you pretty soon.
1: Bye-bye. Cuídense se cuidan